0: Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. Psalms 119 and verse... 114, Psalms 119 and verse 114, the longest chapter of the Bible. In fact, if these are songs, that would be a pretty long song for somebody to sing in church, wouldn't it? Amen. You guys are going to have to loosen up a little bit tonight. You're all tight and tense and I don't know if the cold's got you froze up. Everybody smile real big. I want you to think of palm trees and blue water and sand and say, you know what? Winter just got a few more weeks. It's going to all be over. It ain't be long till you're going to come in here with a fan instead of a sweater. And, a, and you're going to say, my Lord, I wish I would turned the air conditioner up. We haven't had that said very many times here, but anyway, you know, it's it's gonna get better, folks. Praise God! It's gonna warm up, amen. And the old sniffles and cold and, and all that's gonna fade away. Praise God! I'm glad for the alternation in the seasons. If it all was the same all the time, wouldn't have it the appreciation that we do for good sunny days. Praise God. It's good to have my mother-in-law with us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Psalms 119 and verse 114. Thou art my hiding place. How many feels like that? And my shield, I hope in thy word. Depart from me, ye evildoers. For I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live. And let me not be ashamed of my hope. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe. And I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Verse 116, Uphold me, verse 117 hold thou me up I just want to use this title as a question and this is what I'll speak on here tonight what holds you up what holds you up when the world is falling around you what holds you up when the world is falling around you praise the Lord Let's lift up our hands again and let's pray for the anointing of the Holy Ghost to be upon this service. Jesus, we need your blessing, your touch, your help, your strength tonight. We know that we cannot do anything as far as kingdom work without the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I'm praying for it, believing you for it, asking God that you would anoint tonight not only I as the preacher... the vessel that you would use to speak forth your word, but also these good saints of God, that you would anoint them to receive the word of the Lord. In Jesus' name, could you clap your hands to him and give him praise? Thank you for standing. You may be seated. This world is a wilderness. It's in a wilderness economically it's in a wilderness emotionally never have i seen uh, so many people in emotional turmoil stressed pressured and nerves that are shot or on edge and doing erratic things and then it's in a wilderness morally and it's also in very much of a wilderness spiritually And all I can tell you is, is when it gets dark enough, you can see the stars. Stars are in the sky at high noon, but they cannot really be seen while the sun is shining bright. But when it gets dark enough, you can see them. And Jesus in the New Testament is called the day star. And sometimes it takes the world getting darker and darker and your personal world getting darker and darker before you can really see who the day star is. Jesus is the one that can lead you through and bring you out of the wilderness. Aren't you thankful that you know him? And as that old song says, I'm going to keep holding on to his unchanging hand. This world is always vacillating. This world is always changing. I have been talking to many people, and it seems like the same theme over and over again is repeated to me, is that there has been a quite a decline in the last few years, as far as our nation is concerned, towards sin, towards evil, towards wickedness. There's been a rapid change in the climate of our society. And it seems like the world is just getting more worldly. And the scripture says that it's going to be that way because men shall wax worse and worse. Men left to their own devices don't, don't get better. Uh, even with all of their technology, with all of their knowledge, with all of their skills, with the increase of all of the awareness of resources that are around us, it seems that men just wax worse and worse. I, uh, I, I need somebody to uphold me during these times. I need the Lord to, to strengthen me. And I need someone to lean on. Aren't you thankful that you can lean upon the Lord, that you can trust in Him? The psalmist said some trust in horses and others in chariots. But I put my trust in the name of the Lord. Oh, he, he, he said, I'm not trusting in armies. I'm not trusting in weapons. I'm, I'm not trusting in the latest technology of warfare. But I'm placing my trust in the Lord. He's the one that's going to keep me safe. He's the one that's going to shield me from danger. He is going to be my hiding place. I'm thankful that I know the Lord tonight. Praise God. There was a, a pastor that, that was serving in a country church. And every night that he had service, at the conclusion of the service, he would call for someone in the audience. We used to do this a lot. I remember it when I was growing up. Call for someone in the audience to pray uh, the benediction prayer or the concluding prayer for the night before everybody was dismissed. And went home and so he would call for different ones and some of them he would call upon multiple times and there was one particular man that he would call upon regularly and in the midst of his prayer he would ask the Lord to be with them to keep them safe between services to keep them safe on their journey home to help them to appropriate the word of God that they had heard that evening to their heart. And then, in the midst of his prayer, he would make this statement. He said, God, prop us up on our leaning side. And he might go on and pray for a little while longer, and then he would make that statement again. He would repeat it in his prayer. God, prop us up on our leaning side. And the curiosity of the pastor was a little bit spiked by this statement he thought maybe everybody don't understand what he's talking about. And so he went uh, to the old gentleman and asked him, he said, what is it that you exactly mean when you say prop us up on our leaning side? He said, well, it's like this. You know, I, I uh, take care of a farm. I own land. And there's a lot of work to be done on that farm. And he said, of course, we have a, an old barn. He said, matter of fact, It's older than I am. My daddy uh, owned the barn before me and grandfather before him. It's been there for years and years now. And he said, that old barn, he said, it's been through a lot. He said, you can tell by looking at it, it's aged. He said, "Uh, we've at times had to patch the roof and a few things. But he said, that barn has been through many storms. He said, living in this area, there's been tornadoes that have come and come nearby that barn, but it's still standing. He said, there's no doubt been termites and infestation of those kinds of things that would try to eat away and deteriorate that old barn, but it's still standing. He said, there's been rain and there's been wind that has blown against it, but that barn is still there. We still use it. And it's still very important to the operation of this farm. He said, but I was driving by the other evening on my tractor. And I got to looking out there. And I saw that that barn was was leaning a little bit to one side. And it concerned me, so I went out and I cut down some timbers. And I propped that barn up. On its leaning side, I put some braces there so that that barn would not collapse. And he said, after I did that, I got to contemplating my own life, preacher. And he said, I thought about storms that I've been through. He said, I thought about emotional storms. He said, I thought about financial storms, family crises, and situations that have occurred in my own life. And he said, I've got to admit to you, I've grown weak at times and I've found myself leaning. I I said, I started leaning towards quitting at times. He said, I've I've started leaning towards giving up at times. I've even leaned towards uh, uh, getting bitter because of circumstances of life. There's been times that if I'm completely honest that I have leaned towards backsliding, throwing in the towel, giving up, walking out, cashing in. And he said, I thought about my old barn. And I considered that. And my prayer has been, God, when I lean, I want you to prop me up on my leaning side. I want you to give me support where I need it most. I want you to strengthen me and keep me. During those times, when I, when I start leaning towards the world, I want you to prop me up. Amen. When I start leaning towards uh, discouragement, I want you to prop me up. When offenses come and I start leaning towards bitterness, I, I want you to prop me up. When it seems like that uh, things are not going in life like I had planned them to, and perhaps I think of throwing in the towel... I want you to prop me up on my leaning side. Can I tell you that somewhere, every one of us is going to feel the spiritual forces, amen, of, of nature and living for God. We, we, we're going to confront spiritual storms. There's going to be spiritual hurricanes that's going to blow. There's going to be some that could be as they do Hurricanes in the world, they categorize them. There's going to be some that's going to be more intense than others. There's going to be storms of doubt. There's going to be storms of worry. There's going to be storms when pressure is going to be there. Uh, They're going to blow against your life and your relationship with God. And you're going to find yourself, if you're not careful, leaning a little bit. I'm not talking about somebody that's got the propensity to backslide, come back, backslide, come back, backslide, come back. In that vicious circle of contemplating whether or not they're going to ever live for God. Uh, I'm talking about people that, that try and endeavor and do their best to live for God. The best of us have had times when the wind has blown against us and we found ourselves leaning Amen. Leaning towards negativity. Leaning towards being critical. Leaning towards doubt and unbelief. Uh, leaning towards getting offended or maybe even contemplating backsliding or walking out on God. Uh, there's times that we found ourselves facing crisis and challenge that have caused us to lean. But that is when we need God to prop us up. And to strengthen us. Just like the psalmist said in this passage of scripture tonight. We need him to uphold us. I said we need him to uphold us. Amen. We need something consistent that we can lean on. And can prop us up and help us. Amen. I'm thankful for a relationship with God that is just that way. Praise the Lord. If you've never found yourself leaning, then I, I thank God for you. Uh, you're you're the exception, not the rule, and I, I appreciate you, and I'm grateful to you, but I'm just going to tell you, I'm a preacher, and i found myself not thinking of giving up or quitting, but I have found myself at times emotionally leaning. I've found myself at times uh, leaning towards doubt or leaning towards unbelief because of the seeming insurmountable odds that we we're there, but I, I believe that God can prop us up in our faith. I believe that God can prop us up and strengthen us in our spirit. He can prop us up when we feel weak and we can still lift our hands and worship and say, God I may not understand, but I still give you praise. Amen. We could be like Job and say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I'm going to hold on to Jesus. I'm going to keep on living for the Lord. I'm going to keep on serving. Praise the Lord. If you need a little help, there's a God that will prop you up. I said if you need a little strength tonight, there's a God that will uphold you. There's a God that will strengthen you. There's a God that will help you. Tonight. Amen. In another place, amen, the psalmist said, I believe it's in Psalms 51, he said, Uphold me with your free spirit. Now David, he, he did not have the Holy Ghost, but he was still a spiritual man. Amen. He had insight that that very few had in the Old Testament times because uh, he was always talking about the Spirit of God. What did he know about the Spirit of God? I'm telling you, he knew about... the the Lord moving on him because God is a spirit and when the Lord would move upon him it put dancing in David's feet and he would rejoice and he would worship and he would give praise to God that is reminiscent of what we do when the Holy Ghost moves on us if David could get excited about what he had and the experience that he had at that time I think we ought to really be able to get excited about those of us that are filled with the Holy Ghost Baptized in Jesus' name. We got more reason to dance than David did. We got more reason to shout than David did. We got more reason to rejoice than David did. But he said, uphold me with thy free spirit. And I don't know, maybe he was saying things that he didn't fully have a grasp on. Maybe, you know, there was times that David spoke prophetic Yes, he did. You read in the Psalms, he he spoke about a time when the Messiah was coming. He he didn't understand everything he was talking about. But holy men of old spake as they were, wrote the word of God as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable Amen. for doctrine, for reproof and instruction in righteousness so we look all the way back we look all the way back to the book of Psalms and we find a man that didn't even have the Holy Ghost, wasn't a tongue talker didn't even know God like we you and I know God but he said uphold me with your free spirit what was he saying? he was saying amen maybe there's going to be a day when we're going to have to lean on the spirit of God to help us and strengthen us that's why we come to the house of God on a cold Wednesday night is because there's something here that every one of us need we get strength we get support by the power and the spirit of almighty God uphold me that's why I want to be renewed in the Holy Ghost that's why I want to talk in tongues again that's why I want the spirit of the Lord to move upon me again praise the Lord praise the Lord so I got to thinking about this. I got to thinking about the support system that God gives us. And God uses certain things to prop us up, I believe. Yeah. Amen. He uses, he uses a preacher. He uses a man of God to speak the word of the Lord to us. Amen. He said, how shall they hear without a preacher? Praise God. That's how it came to us. That's how the truth came to us. That's how we learned what, we, what we've learned here. Praise the Lord. I need a preacher in my life to, to preach me out of discouragement at times. Amen. I'm talking about myself. Amen. I am a preacher, but I need a preacher. I said I am a preacher. You never outgrow your need of a preacher. You never outgrow your need of a man of God to speak into your life. I can't tell you how many times that a man of God has, has taken the pulpit and preached the word of the Lord and it lifted my spirit and it upheld me and it propped me up and it strengthened me and I could face whatever it was that was opposition against me at that time. Amen. Moses, a man of God, when he passed, the Bible says that the people mourned for him. And then when Aaron, when Aaron passed, the scripture said all of Israel mourned for him. I thought about one of the greatest leaders in the Old Testament, if not the greatest, Moses. It said the people mourned. But it says when Aaron passed, it said that all the people mourned, or all of Israel mourned. A whole nation got to Weeping and sobbing at his funeral. They were all grieving over the death of Aaron. And I got to thinking, why, why was there uh, more loss felt when Aaron passed than there was maybe for Moses? And, and uh, well, I don't know all the answers. Perhaps it's because Aaron uh, intermingled with them more and they could understand him more. Uh, matter of fact, he got involved in some of the same things that they got involved in sometimes. When they decided to build an idol and, and set it up and worship it, well, he was right along with them on it. And so maybe they thought they could identify with him. I, I, I don't know for certain why, but I know this. I know that, that this was a match that, that was made in heaven, if I could say it that way. Because God used Moses and Aaron together in tandem to lead the people of God. Moses, being the man of God was able at times to give strength to Aaron like nobody else could. He was able to inspire him like nobody else could. There was a time when Aaron and her, and, and her was not a her. he was a him. Amen. Aaron and her lifted up the hands of Moses and they were able to be victorious against the Amalekites. Amen. But... You can just be sure that whatever you sow, you're going to reap. That's right. So there were times when Moses was able to strengthen and lift up the hands of Aaron. Praise God. Not everything you sow, you don't just reap the bad things you sow. You reap the good things you sow also. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Amen. That if I'm a blessing... And if I'm a help, and if I pray for somebody and I encourage someone, that God's going to send somebody to pray for me, and that God's going to send somebody to help me, and God's going to send somebody to to lift me up, and God's going to send somebody along to to, to pull me out of the dregs, and God's going to send somebody along to give me a word, and, and He's going to help me in those times when I need Him to. And that's exactly what Moses did. Moses, his hands was lifted by Aaron, But Aaron, at times, needed him to uphold his arms, so to speak. That's right. Amen. And so we find ourselves being a help to others and strong enough to help others. But in our weak times, we need somebody to uphold us and help us. Praise the Lord. And that's why we call this thing the church. Because there's times when all of us, I don't care how strong you are in the faith, you're going to need somebody. You can't go it alone. There's no such thing as long rangers in Pentecost. Amen. You're going to need somebody to pray for you. You're going to need somebody. You're going to need a preacher to come down and lay oil on your head and pray the prayer of faith so that you can be healed from that sickness. You're going to need somebody to to preach to you. You're going to need somebody to encourage you. You're going to need somebody to get down on the altar with you and say, you know what, brother or sister, I believe you can make it. I believe you can live for God. Oh, thank God. For other people that will encourage you. Yeah, praise God! I, I don't have to go it alone. I don't have to do it by myself. Hey Amen. I got a church family. I got people around here that are support system that I can lean on in times of trouble, times of despair. And so, and so there was times like when 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 Mo, Moses came to Aaron and, and and Aaron didn't do the right thing, didn't make the right decision. Now, Aaron is the first one that's called a saint in the Bible that I can tell. Actually, called a saint. He was the first one that was ever called that. Amen. And uh, though he he was a high priest, and though he was anointed, and though he was used of God, first of all, he was a saint. Everybody say, Praise the Lord. You're looking at me like you don't believe me. Amen. Praise God. I study every once in a while, I, I know what I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. Amen. He was a saint before he was anything else. Matter of fact, when he went up to that mountain to die, the Lord said, I want you to take all those priestly garments off because when you go to meet me, you're not meeting me as a high priest. You're not meeting me as a man of any position. You're going to meet me as a saint. You're going to meet me just as a child of God. And when we meet God, we're not going to meet him. I'm not going to meet God necessarily as the pastor of this church. Now, I will have to uh, be responsible for how I carried out my duties here as the pastor of this church. But when I meet God personally, he's going to meet me as who I am, a saint of God. And nobody's going to be met as the choir director, the organ player, the piano player, uh, the Sunday school teacher. Everybody's going to be met by the Lord as a saint of God. So we all have a responsibility to first be a good saint before we're anything else. Oh yeah, that's what you're going to be when you face God in eternity. You're not going to wear a priestly robe. You're going to wear, amen, the robe of a saint when you meet God. There was times when Moses would encourage him and strengthen. You know, even Aaron, he he got swayed a little bit by Miriam and, and got caught up in that deal and and uh, he, he rose up against uh, uh, Moses because of his choice of a wife. And he had some things to say about that. And God got so aggravated in him that he caused them to be put out of the camp for leprosy. Moses could have said, Serves him just right. I'll see you fellas later. See you later, sis. Bye, Aaron. Bye, Miriam. We're going on to the promised land, but he didn't do that. The Bible said that the cloud did not move. Amen. They stayed right there until they could be restored to the camp of Israel. Isn't that just like God? Isn't that just like his mercy? Amen. He said, I, I'm gonna hold up progress here for this little bit till I can get everybody on board. Till I can get some people restored. Till, hey, amen. I believe that, that a lot of things that is happening right now in the end time is due to the mercy of God saying, I'm holding back uh, the judgment. I'm holding back uh, a lot of wickedness uh, and a lot of things that wants to come in like a flood into this world because there's a few more people that I want to save before I come. There's a few more people that I want to feel with the Holy Ghost before I come. I believe that. Praise the Lord. And so, so, there was times when perhaps Aaron got discouraged, but Moses would come along and say, you're a man of God. You're anointed of God. You can make it. Amen. Encouraged this, this Aaron, this saint of God, to keep on going, to keep on running the race, to stay in the fight, Amen. I'm thankful for Moses is in our life. Men of God in our life that encourage us. uh, That strengthen us. uh, That preach to us. Uh, When we're down they preach us up. When we're off track uh, they preach us back on course uh, because they want us to be saved. Aren't you thankful? I need a man of God to prop me up every once in a while. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But that's not the only thing. Amen. We are propped up by the prayers of others. Aren't you thankful for prayers? We're here as an answer to somebody's prayer most likely. We didn't get here on our own. We didn't just stumble in here. We're here as a result of mothers and grandmothers and fathers and grandfathers and people that prayed. I got to thinking with Brother Kilgore's passing uh, in my uncle's church in Watsonville, California. There's some altars that C.P. Kilgore built. And I thought, you know how special that is, those altars that uh, that Brother Kilgore's father built, C.P. Kilgore. How many people have prayed through the Holy Ghost over the years on those altars? And there's many, many of them across the country. This is one of the ways that he uh, made a living for himself. And, and uh, he would build these altars, and very sturdy and very ornate. And he would build them. And they're in the church in Watsonville. They still have some of those original altars down front. And uh, and a matter of fact, they have his name uh, scratched in them somewhere where uh, it, it signifies that he, he built them. But he did more than just build altars of wood. He built altars in the Spirit. Amen. Because altars are not necessarily something that's monetary. It's not nece- necessarily a, a place or a location but it's it's the frame of mind and, and the heart of a person that builds an altar. Praise God. And and how many altars was built and as a result of the prayers that both C P. Kilgore and his son James Kilgore uh, prayed. Churches were established and built all across East Texas, Oklahoma, even out in California. I was I was reading today where where some of the churches out that I didn't even know existed because of the Kilgore family was built because of Brother C.P. Kilgore and you've heard about the old I think it was Model T that he drove with his children and and they would go and they would uh, establish churches by starting a tent revival and then once the church got up and going they'd move on the church up in Paris is a result of C.P. Kilgore and other places I I couldn't even name them all but uh, because of prayers that were prayed. Prayed. Amen. People have been sustained by them, and strengthened by them, and propped up by them. Aren't you thankful for the prayers? When you didn't have the strength to pray, somebody prayed. When you didn't have the strength to call on the name of the Lord, maybe you was too sick. Maybe you was totally deflated spiritually, but somebody called on the name of Jesus. Somebody touch God. And you're here today because of the prayers of others. Amen, amen. Luke 22 and 30. Jesus looked at Simon Peter and said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But notice this. But I have prayed For thee, I pray for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Amen. Now we know that Simon Peter went on to preach the day of Pentecost, so I'd say that he strengthened his brethren. I'd say that he fulfilled the commandment of God. But I pray there's a storm coming, Simon Peter. There, There's a situation that's going to try to wipe you out. There's winds that's going to howl against you. And you're going to lean a little bit. And it's going to look like it's going to be real easy for your life to collapse. And you to fall apart spiritually. But I pray i got some timbers. And I, I'm going to prop you up. Amen. I'm going to help you to get some strength. Amen. I I prayed for you, amen, that when you was leaning, I'm going to prop you up on your leaning side until you can get that conversion that you need, that strength that you need to make it on. aren't you thankful for the prayers of the saints of God aren't you thankful that when you don't have strength uh, when you don't have the ability when the words fail you there's somebody that God inspires uh, maybe to roll out of their bed on on a wintery night like tonight uh, and start pounding the floor and crying out to God crying tears uh, praying and interceding and because of those tears and because uh, of that intercession uh, amen there was an answer that came there was victory that was wrought. Amen. And you're here tonight because of the prayers of the saints of God. Amen. But that's not the only thing. Amen. I'm sustained by the being propped up and helped by the man of God and I'm propped up by the prayers of others. But I'm also propped up according to Hebrews 11. I'm propped up by my testimony of what God has done for me in the past. and I found myself referring to this scripture a lot of late, but in this chapter of the Hall of Faith it tells us in verse 21, "But Jacob, when he was dying, strength was flowing out of his body." this man that had been so strong for God and done so many great exploits for the Lord. When he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped, and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. Amen. He was old now. He was, he was facing, I suppose, one of the greatest challenges that any one of us can face is am I ready to cross the chilly waters of Jordan am I ready to meet God I'm going to tell you that's the supreme question that's the biggest the biggest life choice that we'll ever make that's the biggest decision and that's the thing that needs to be the most secure among all things that we we try to attempt to achieve in life that needs to be the basic thing that needs to be the most important thing That needs to be the thing that captures our attention and our focus more than anything else is am I ready to meet God? Amen. And now he's old and and, uh, he's faced with that. He knows that he's dying. He knows that strength is, is, is escaping him and it's leaving his body. He knows that he doesn't have much time for this world. But he leans upon his staff and he lifts the other hand in the air and begins to worship the Lord. Why is that so significant? Leaning upon his staff and worshiping the Lord. As I've said before, that staff, many times they would carry it with them. It was a very important article in their daily lives. Many of these men, if not most of them, were shepherds. Even if they did not have a large flock, they had a small small flock of sheep. And they would carve on the side of that almost as if they were writing their life story. The happenings of their life would often be carved in the sides and the wood of that, that staff. That, that, uh, that rod that they had. That shepherd's staff. And they would carve on it. And so uh, the victories that they had won. You could read a man's life because he carried that staff everywhere he went. He, 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 he carried that shepherd's rod throughout his life and so uh, this was not something that he discarded in time or this was not something that was uh, didn't mean anything to him but he would write things or carve things rather in in the side of that rod and that staff and uh, this would tell his life Story. This would be his testimony. So when the Bible says that Jacob leaned upon the top of his staff and he worshiped the Lord, what he was doing was leaning on all of those powerful past testimonies of what God had done for him. Amen. In that in that story of his life there was a testimony of how that he received the birthright in that story of his life there was the testimony of how that he wrestled with an angel of the Lord in that testimony man was where his name was changed from Jacob to Israel a prince having power with God in that testimony Iman was how that God raised him up and God brought his covenant promise to him and he became the leader of what is now known the nation of Israel. How that God used him and God raised him up from adverse situations and circumstance. It was all there. It was a part of his story. And now he's old and he's dying. But he said, you know what? I've faced a lot of trouble in my day. I've faced a lot of trials in my day. I've faced a lot of problems in my day. And what God has done for me in the past is going going to serve for power and strength and support for me in the present so there's no problem there's no difficulty that i can't make it through if i get to lean it i'm going to get propped up on the past of what god has done and how god has blessed and how god has been there for me Come on, if you ever get down, you need to start thinking about the miracles. If you ever get weary, you ought to start thinking and worshiping God for all the times He healed you, for all the times He delivered you, for all the times He came through for you, all the times that He fed you, all the times that He provided for you, all the times when it seemed like there was no way, but He made a way. You need to stand to your feet and say, God, I bless your name. I give praise to your name. I'm going to lean on my test and give praise to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, what holds you up when your world's falling apart? I'll tell you, my testimony of what God has done for me holds me up when sickness comes, when depression comes knocking. Amen. When trouble makes its way to my doorstep, I know that I got a God that is on my side and he's never let me, nor will he ever forsake me. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Why don't you lift your hands and let's give him praise together right now. Let's give him thanks together right now. Oh, does somebody like to join me around this altar and say, God, you hold me up. You'll hold me up. You'll provide for me. You'll make a way for me. You'll sustain me. You'll give me strength. You'll help me. Hallelujah. Come on, let's, let's talk to him right now. Let's lift our voice to him right now. Let's seek him right now. Let's call on his name right now. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus.